Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And I'm here to help you gain expertise in grant writing and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance grant writer and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. This episode today is how to write a grant in 15 minutes. You got it, 15 minutes. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through the outline of how to write a grant. For some of you, this will be a reminder. But my goal is that you walk away from this podcast with learning at least one new thing, maybe just a little bit of tidbit of knowledge, but believe me, those little nuggets can make all the difference. So I bring to you my 15 years of expertise and experience in grant writing, and that is worth a lot of value. (laughs) So if I can help you learn just one new thing today, I have done my job. All right. So of course, if you want a deep dive, then be sure to get the launch of my grant writing master course this week. Yes, I'm going to give 50% off for three days. Yep, only three days. So be sure to check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash grantwritingmastercourse. All right, guys, so you will definitely be able to get the 50% discount just this week. And if you're listening to this in the future, no worries. There's definitely gonna be sales throughout, so make sure you sign up to the mailing list so you get lots of information and discounts. And also, the podcast emailed out to you every single week. The thing is, is I have actually had different grant writing courses on various platforms and mine was actually one of the top on Udemy back in 2018. So it was really a lot of fun. However, I took down all of my courses and what I did was I restructured, I added a lot of depth, I've added a lot of downloadable sample grant applications, all of that fun stuff that you have really asked for and I have turned it into an entire robust master course. So this will lead you through everything, right, (laughs) on grant writing. And it doesn't matter if you're new to grants, so maybe you've never written a grant before and you're super interested, this will be good for you. This is also good for you if you've already been doing grant writing for a long time, Maybe you started a freelance company and you just want to make sure your skills are up to par, that you're really able to capitalize and optimize your grant writing skills so you can be sure that you're winning grants. My goal today is to give you a basic bootcamp on grants so you can either refresh your memory, like I said, or even maybe find out if you're truly interested in learning more about grants. So let's get to it. I'm going to use the basis of my grants formula to really showcase the grant process. I do have more podcasts that go into depth for each of these categories, but once again, this week's goal is to give you all the candy in one bite and so you can really chew on it. All right, so number one, we have G, get the FOA. So for any type of grant, you wanna make sure that you gather the funding opportunity announcement or request for a proposal or the application. That's basically what all of those things are. (laughs) Read it first so you are sure that one, you meet the eligibility. For instance, maybe you have to be an IRS 501c3 nonprofit to be eligible, but at this time, you're only thinking about forming a nonprofit. In this case, you wouldn't be eligible. Number two, 
you know what the funding priorities are. So the funding source is focused on giving money out for projects that preserve marine life, and you have a financial literacy project, then you really aren't aligned with a priority. Number three, that there is enough money to meet your project. So don't think 5,000 is going to fund your entire project if you need 750,000. <laughs> However, it would be good if you could fund a certain part of it with a grant and show that support. So don't completely rule it out, but see, will this work in some way? Number four, that you can actually meet the deadline. If the deadline is in a week and you haven't even started thinking about the project or preparing, you might as well put on the brakes and then see when the next open cycle will be and then you can actually start preparing for it now. And number five, you understand the application process and scoring criteria. So what you actually need to write and what documents you actually need to include, what are what's actually required. So you can see how important it is before you just, oh, I'm gonna write this application. Uh, I got this application, I'm gonna write the grant. Like, that's it, I'm going, boom. But if you don't check on these five items first, then you may be wasting a lot of time. So actually the first step in writing a grant is to make sure that one, once again, you're eligible. Two, you know what the funding priorities are. Three, there is enough money to meet your project. Four, you can meet the deadline. And five, that you understand the application process and scoring criteria. Okay, so let's move on to the next. R, the R in the grants formula, stands for research the needs and target population. Do the research. It is not enough that there is a, quote, need for the project. How do you know there is a need? You need to include actual statistics, data, testimonials, surveys, focus group information, or other resources to actually cite the need. You need to back it up. Once you have this data, then come up with very clear problems such as According to the Cool Census in 2019, 54% of the indigenous people compared to only 21% of Caucasians live below the national poverty threshold in Cool City. You see how including all of this information and citing the reference, the reference in this example was the Cool Census, that this actually creates a stronger argument than just saying a lot of indigenous people are poor in Cool City. That may be true, but what does a lot mean? What does poor mean, right? So you really need to paint the picture with data and stats. You don't need to put a poem in there about how sad people are because they're, they're poor. Like that, that's for a different space. That's not for a grant. A grant really wants the data to really tell the story. And of course, the target population, who are you serving? If you say we are going to serve people in Cool City, that is not very clear. It is much more clear if you show your niche target population, i.e. the project will serve indigenous people below the poverty level in Cool City. Now you're very specific and they say, aha, that's who they're gonna serve and that makes sense according to their problem statement. All right, moving on, the A in the grants formula is articulate the goal. A goal is essential in a grant. Remember what this means. A goal is basically your big audacious outcome you are reaching to achieve your goal, right? So what do you wanna achieve? So think of it being the outcome after implementation of the grant. So what do you want to achieve? Once again, our example is the project goal is to increase employment by 20% of indigenous people in Cool City. So that's like, ah, okay, that's the ultimate outcome, the end result. All right, so let's move on to N, narrow the objectives. The objectives are how you reach your goal. 
Typically, grant applications do not want more than three objectives per year. However, this isn't set in stone. So once again, that goes back to G, get the FOA and read it. <laughs> objectives need to be SMART. And SMART stands for, and you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm going for it, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So always ask yourself if your objectives meet each of these. So the example is, one objective could be, by the end of year one, the project will provide workforce training for 50%, and then in parentheses, I'm gonna put a thousand people, indigenous people in Cool City. It is specific because it will tell you what it will specifically do. It will provide workforce training. It is measurable because it identifies how many people it will serve, 1,000 indigenous people or 50%. It is achievable because you are set up to provide workforce training and have partners with the target demographic. And this, of course, would be explained more in your other part of your grant, but this is awesome, right? You need to make sure it is achievable. If you said we're gonna serve 100% of indigenous people, that probably isn't achievable because there's always a sort of attrition rate or dropout rate or you know things come up. So you do wanna have something that's not too low, but something that is doable. Is it relevant? Well, it is because it relates back to the need, i.e. high unemployment rates, and the goal to increase employment. And finally, is it time-bound? It is because you will serve 1,000 people by the end of year one. So one little tip here is I always like to either start objectives with the time-bound, and this is the time-bound here is by the end of year one, or I like to finish the objective sentence with the time-bound. So it could be on the flip side, the project will provide workforce training for 50%, 1,000 indigenous people in Cool City by the end of year one. So either put it on the front or put it on the end, just so it's very, very clear and you don't forget it. But if you do it uh, for one objective, if you say if you put the time bound in the front, then make sure all your objectives have the time bound in the front. Just keep it consistent. It just makes it a little easier. Okay, so let's move on to the T in the grants formula. Timetable the activities. Okay, let's peel the onion back one more layer. The objectives allow you to reach your goal, but the activities allow you to reach your objectives. <laughs> See how this is like, you just break it down, break it down, break it down. Under each objective, you need to provide tangible activities along with who is responsible for each activity and when they will get it done. For example, in order to meet our objective of by the end of year one, the project will provide workforce training for 50%, 1,000 indigenous people in Cool City, you will want to have various activities, right? How are you gonna actually get that done? So one act, or I actually have two examples here, two different activities. Of course, there would be a lot more than this, but activity one could be, the program coordinator will sign MOUs with 10 partners in the community by the end of month two. And of course, if you're not familiar with grant jargon, MOU stands for Memorandum of Understanding. So they're signing like a contract. So there it is. Who's gonna do it? The program coordinator. What are they gonna do? Sign MOUs with 10 partners in the community. By when? By the end of month two. Now you see, even though the objective is by the end of year one, your activities are gonna have different deadlines, right? You're not gonna finish all your activities at the end of the 12 months, right? You're gonna finish them throughout the year. So you wanna show exactly when within that year you're gonna finish them. So activity two, the program coordinator will provide outreach and awareness of workforce program by creating flyers, social media posts, and a website page about the project by the end of month two. Now notice that activity and one are both gonna be 
finished by the end of month two. I did this on purpose because I want you to see how activities can be going on simultaneously and get more in the nitty of gritty of what needs to get done and utilize an implementation plan. So you can see here that it's very specific always who's gonna do it, what exactly are they going to do, and by when. And this is really fantastic. I love activity timetables because even, and I've said this before, but even if you don't hire the program coordinator right now, maybe you don't have one because this is a new project. So you're gonna hire them after the grant gets awarded. So obviously they weren't around when you wrote the grant, right? But this is something you can easily hand them over and it gives them very specific scope of work when they need to do what and what exactly they need to do. And you know they understand the grant entirely. So this is a really awesome program management kind of setup just having this timetable. And of course, activities will also help with the last point of the grants formula which is S, strategic budget. A budget is essential for a grant application because you are, after all, asking for money. You need to describe how much you need for each activity or objective in rolling out the project. Having a well-defined goal, objectives, and activities then allows you to know what a reasonable budget will be. You may think that you only need $5,000 in the beginning, but when you really flesh out your project and develop the goal, the objectives, at every single activity, then you may actually realize that you need $50,000 compared to $5,000. So make sure that each item you put in your budget that you are able to quantify why you need the money, right? How it relates to your project and where you came up with the amount. Do not guesstimate, all right? Don't just take guesses at what your budget will be. If you are asking, well, and just a side note is, if you are asking for an item that is more than $5,000, most grants will actually require you provide several quotations to showcase that this is the price across the market and that you're finding the best price or at least the highest quality that makes sense. You don't always have to go for the lowest price, but you have to show why you did not pick it. You may want to do this even for smaller items such as computers, as it just shows that you are doing your job in full transparency. Grant reviewers like this. So there you have it. That is running through the main parts of a grant. So just to recap real quick, first, get the FOA. Second, research your needs and target demographic. Third, articulate your goal. Fourth, narrow your objectives. Fifth, timetable your activities. And sixth, have a strategic budget. If you haven't grabbed the free grants formula that goes in way more depth, but also includes a mini series and downloadables, then visit grantwritingandfunding.com. But however, if you want the entire master course to include five complete module video series, downloadable, sample grants, a private Facebook community, and lifetime 50% savings on private coaching with me, then please visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash grant writing master course. Visit before Saturday to get the 50% discount on the master course and start writing and winning grants today. This is definitely for you if you have never written a grant or maybe you have written lots of grants but you have plateaued in securing grants or maybe you're looking at a career change so need some instruction on how to become a grant writer. From beginning to advance, this course will take a deep look at grant writing and give you the tools and templates to write winning grants. So let me know, what is your number one challenge with getting funding either as a nonprofit or as a consultant? 
I want to know. Send me an email at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. And as always, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. All right, guys, in the meantime, get to writing those grants, winning those grants. Let me know when you win a grant. Send me an email. I'd love it. And also get the 50% discount on the course this week. All right, guys, as always, love you. Hope you're doing fabulous and running your nonprofits and your grant writing business with optimal success. I'll see you next week. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 